on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right On Radio. Today we have a very special topic that nobody else is talking about. And it's super important because who wants to be a victim and then go to someone in authority that you think is going to help you and they re-victimize you. Hi, my name is Jeff and I'm joined with Jesse. Hey there. Good to be here this morning. And today we're going to dive right into a topic, as I said, nobody else is talking about it, but it's super important and there's some very, very powerful people involved. But before I do, I want to remind you to visit Jesse's website, illuminatethedarkness.com. It is the best resource for all things in the subject matters that we cover. Uh, also, she has a Patreon on there. Please support the fight. It is treasure in heaven. Also, go to the Kathy Kathy Fox blog. That's Kathy with a C at Kathy Kathy Fox on Twitter. And if you want to join the conversation, we still have a Facebook group, although it's being heavily censored. So I don't know how much I should uh, promote it because I really don't expect it to be around for that long. But if you are on Facebook, you can visit at Real right on radio and of course we have been broadcasting on Spreaker but we're also on a duplicate platform now Podbean let me know which platform you prefer so Jesse this is a big topic and one of the things yes. that made, made it come up for me uh, and you're going to take it to a whole new level but Marion as you remember we had Marion on from the Netherlands and she's one of your partners in illuminatethedarkness.com and she had sent a thing about, you know, all these mandatory mask rules that are going on now. I, I, now, I will admit, right. listen, if you feel comfortable wearing a mask, wear a mask. I don't feel comfortable wearing a mask, so I choose not to. But, you know, no judgment if you do. But here's the thing. For people who've been victimized, having to put on a mask is actually really traumatic. And so Jesse and I got talking, and then Jesse said, oh, yeah? Well, check this out and you started talking about an organization that's fighting something big tell me about great fashion yeah so great fashion is something that i would encourage everybody to look at and um i want to go into a little backstories here first um you know i get a lot of kickback and stuff from people about some of the sources that i use um but I, so I want to bring out today why I use Gray Faction and you know why I promote their site and promote people to look into them. Um, so with you know I came across them I think it was probably close to four almost five years ago now, and um, the individual who you know founded and is running that organization is Lucian Greaves. So he's he's somebody who's kind of a hot topic. Um, in the satanic world. Now, um, he is the founder of the satanic temple, and he's right, been all right. over the mainstream media. He's been on Fox. He's been in every news publication over years. But he claims to be an atheist, although he's right. running the satanic temple. Right. And so, 
you know, people, because they hear the name Satanic Temple, they automatically get this ideal of what that means and they apply it, you know, especially Christians will apply it to everything that they know about Satanists and, um, you know, hardly anybody in the Christian world really reaches out to him to ask, you know, what is it you really believe? What is it that you're really promoting? You know, what are you really doing? And so, you know, so let, let me let me just jump in there really quick yeah, because you know, um, I'm one of those people when when I see someone coming on from the Satanic Temple. Well, first of all, that's a bit of a statement on its own. And then he's wanted to put up statues of, uh, you know, satanic statues and parks. And he's going against, if, you know, if the Ten Commandments are there, I want my satanic thing there. And But yet I listen to him and he says he doesn't believe in God or thing. He claims to be an atheist. So yeah. it's actually quite confusing. And just to me, I have no inside knowledge. I've never met the man. Uh, I've only seen him on TV, but I've been fascinated, first of all, He's a brilliant speaker. He really is a smart guy. And, you know, even going up against someone like Tucker Carlson, he held his own, and Tucker's pretty good. Right. Uh, but it just seems to me, and this is an impression. Again, I don't know the man, never met him. I'd love to have him on the show. So, if Lucian, if you're listening to this show, it will be a friendly interview for you. Uh, we'll give you a great platform. But it just seems to me he's kind of throwing up the middle fingers at both ends, you know, to to God and that's, that's probably most most probable. <laughs> you know, so I I just kind of wonder what got him there, and I would love to do a personal interview with him. Yeah, so, he's he's kind of defining his own thing, and you I'm going to send him a on, note. You should. It's based on you know what's meaningful to him, and you know off of his own beliefs. And, you know, I think it's wrong to judge people if you have never even asked them what it is exactly they believe. If you listen to, you know, I, I also think he is an amazing articulate speaker. He's one of my favorite. Um, I, you know, even told him he's up there. I've only got a few people that, that really challenge and move, you know, move me at the core of my heart. And, you know, two of them are Charles Spurgeon and Corey Ten Boom. Um, those were probably the two most influential people in my entire life um, in regards to my faith. Um, and this is odd. I mean, God chooses to use sometimes the most unlikely people to really grow us as who we are. And he's one of those people God has chosen to use. You know, he poses questions out there. Um, sometimes it's not even questions, you know, sometimes he's posting articles and I have to stop and ask myself, why is he saying that? And, and what's behind that? So that was one of these things with gray faction is that, you know, when I first started hearing him talk, I was like, why in the world is he going against therapists? Okay. And then I started looking into his research, you know, you can access, he's got a wealth, he's a writer too, so a wealth of blogs and articles that he's done, um, extensive research. And, you know, I'm a huge research person. I've spent probably 
you know, over 15 years of my life doing heavy duty, you know, research papers for universities and colleges. So, you know, he's top of the line when it comes to this. He, you know, you can follow his, his thinking, the logic of it. You can find all the backup information. It, it's all there. But be um, strong in your faith. Right. Be, be strong, strong in your faith because he, he is a gifted him. he is a gifted person and the enemy and I'm not saying the enemy uses him as I say I don't know him I'm not judging him but the enemy just has to put a little bit of doubt in your mind and you know because he's an atheist that seems to be one of his goals at least from when I've listened to him speak you know and uh, it's all lots of videos on him so I just want to put out that caution. But I do recommend, if you're strong in your faith and you're very committed to it, to l listen to what he says. And, and you do have, there's so much value in taking in someone else's point of view, and particularly when we don't agree. Yeah, I think, you know, the value is in wrestling with it. You know, not that, and I'm not saying that you, you know, wrestle with the core aspects of your faith. But sometimes there's questions out there that, you know, that that's what's worth wrestling with. You know, um, one of the ones that, you know, I'm not going to say the name on here, but there's there's a famous politician in our government that, you know, is really at ends with this person. And, you know, this man claims, to, you know, he's a very strong evangelical Christian Um but kind of, you know, what I saw at first was that fight between them, you know, that they had different beliefs and, you know, Lucian was saying, hey, if you can put your statue of the Ten Commandments up, you know, we can put our Baphomet statue there too. And, and it is know, America. He has a point. Right. And they're in this fight together. But then, you know, as I'm watching this fight, you know, there's, there's certain ways that are even just considered base human decency, okay? And what I saw happening was that this, you know, this Christian politician, he was using his political uh, platforms of media, um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, other things, and he outright was, you know, coming against this individual, saying things that were what I would classify as inappropriate for a politician to be saying to any American citizen, like even Democrat if the, or Republican, Republican, even if, <sighs> you know, even if this person is coming against him saying the nastiest things, like, I mean, I've, I've watched over these years, like literally there's been allusions to, I wish you were dead. Uh, God's going to take care of you. Um, I mean, it just, I mean, it got, it by the way, that doesn't sound Christian like that sounds like a Pharisee. Yes. And, and I was just like, I mean, it got to the point where I would get so mad at hearing this guy and, you know, he'll be telling people, well, I, pr I pray for this person every day. I pray God, you know, you know, wakes him up and, and that he becomes a Christian and stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking, how in the world is he ever even going to want to hear about God when you're treating him like that? Um, 
there's a big lesson right there. So Jesse, I, I, I always take you down little bunny trails. So yeah, let's get back it. on it. So Gray Faction is going after these therapists. So right. tell me about these therapists that they're going after. Yeah, so as as I was looking into these, you know, actually it wasn't even, I didn't even start looking into them. I would see him putting up pictures of these people. And these were, I'm not going to name them here, but these were individuals that I know from childhood. Um, would and they I be public figures? No, they're not public figures. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, they're behind the scene people. And I'll just say three of them in particular, um, I was directly, you know, I've talked about some of the childhood experiments that I was in with the government. Um, So three of these people were the psychologists who were on those government experiments. Um, The truth is, is that they were aware that the government was experimenting on children and they were an active part of that and they did nothing to help the children they were brought on to ensure that the children basically followed protocols for the experiments and if you know some of the kids had mental breaks they were there to kind of clean up the mental break okay so so what type of experiments are they doing and where do these children come from? Are these children that are in the system or are they children that have come out of the system and are being re-victimized? Um, at first, these are children who were in the system, who were involved in the experiments or different aspects of, we'll just, we'll just say the system we've been talking about. Um, so these children were victimized in the system, not just through experiments. Um, some of these people that they are working with, they're they're satanic, ritually abused survivors, okay? So these people now, you know, after being part of the system, they are providing the mental health for the people who were victimized by the system. However, what I'm seeing is that, you know, and and Gray Faction gives a lot of evidence to this. Like, they're just looking, you know, they're not looking from the spiritual or the religious side at all. They're just looking straight from a clinical perspective for these therapists. Um, So at the core of their clinical practice, you know, there's some major problems with these therapists. one of them, it's, you know, it's a very famous case that Gray Faction brings out. It involved an eight-year-old boy um, named Jude Marrow. And, um, you know, his mother claimed that the Satanists kept coming for him and they would not leave this child alone. She couldn't get him to safety. They were afraid for his life. Um, I don't know the full extent of how the therapist was involved with this part, but the end picture ended up that the mother felt the only way to save her child from the hands of these Satanists who were after him was to murder him and take his life. Wow. Okay. So Gray Faction brings out that this therapist 
was not providing proper mental health for this mother, was not providing proper support, was not bringing in the proper resources that she had access to that could have got the mother and this child the help that they needed. Okay, so let, let me just be the devil's advocate here for a second. Uh, assuming this is a professional therapist uh, and you're you're working with some damaged people as a professional therapist, right. is it possible that the mother was just already damaged and hearing voices or, or something else going on? Uh, maybe it wasn't the therapist's fault. How do you draw? How do you come to the conclusion that the therapist actually was in on it? Yeah, and again, I said I didn't quite know how extensively involved that was, but um, there were things that she could have done along the way that could have helped the situation. So that's how you kind of got to look at it. Is that if she had made certain choices, um, you know, there would have been proper help. So, you know, one of those things is as, you know, if you're dealing with somebody who's having, let's just say the mother did have mental health issues, um, the moment you hear as a therapist that they're scared enough to, you know, they want to run, they want to get away, they're willing to do anything to protect their child or get out of that situation, um, that's when you're going to be seeing if you can get them into a mental health ward to get them assessed, um, to see, you know, really what's going on even with the mother. Um, okay, so so I guess where I was going with this, Jess, and, you know, because we had a little bit of a conversation before we went on here, where I thought you were going to answer is that you know some of these therapists are actually in the satanic system. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that's where you're going from that question, but yes. Yeah, so um, I do personally know several of these, um, as I mentioned, um, from my childhood. And so for me, you know, that's where the conclusion line draws is that, um, you know, I've known them to be involved in the system and, um, you know, have seen a lot of evil from these people from the get go. Um, now are these low level people just doing kind of grunt work in the system or how big of a priority is this to the brotherhood that they put out those assignments? Yeah, this is pretty big. So um, some of the stuff that I'm I'm starting to bring out at the federal level is the involvement um, of these individuals with Tavistock. And for those who don't know, Tavistock was one of the organizations um, that was set up. Originally, it was run um, in the UK by British people who were under the control of certain Nazi individuals. And um, so they brought it over here to America. And and just so people know, if people have looked into the Hampstead uh, case, it's a massive case where children have come forward in that town claiming 
that there's horrific satanic ritualistic abuse on a regular basis going on in the town. Um, back in the early 80s, um, Michael Aquino was even brought into a case because he was named by some of the children as being one of the perpetrators in that area. And Aquino was a uh, top general in the U.S. military. Right. Who right. recently passed, which is why you can give his name. Right. And so um, they, you know, all of those connections were there. So Tavistock had even um, an offshoot branch that was located there in Hampstead. And so they came to America and um, started setting up these clinical, you know, uh, we'll just call them clinics. Um, organizations that dealt with people's mental health, um, but it all followed under that pro that propaganda that Tavistock was pushing that they could control, basically do mind control on people, whether subvertly or overtly, and that they could, um, you know, push a narrative or propaganda and get people to fall under that. So, well, we know this is true. They can right. do that. Because the, the, the clowns have been doing that to the general population since 1946. Exactly. So what, what they did was they set up, you know, they, Tavistock got very interconnected with the university systems. So particularly some of the schools that, um, you know, their focus of study was psychology um, and other things that dealt with the mind um, so some of these same organizations that are backing these government experiments on, on children, um, like the Stanford Research Institute, MIT, um, you know, Aspen Foundation, all of these are, are directly connected to Tavistock. They've just their branches of it, they've just been given a different name so people don't connect. You know, when they hear about Stanford Research Institute, they're like, wow, this is really a professional, specialized, you know, study. And these people are experts in what they do, especially in the area of mental health and caring for people's mental health. But what, what they don't see happening is that what the system has done is that it victimizes people as those people come out they're broken they need help especially mentally and so they give them these therapists well what are these therapists trained in what what do they do are they really providing true mental health that brings healing to people or is the care that they're providing a cover-up it's like you know putting a band-aid on a deep wound they're just managing symptoms and they're keeping these people in bondage so that they're not experiencing true health or freedom from you know their um their trauma whatever they've been through so common logic would dictate to me and you know you're the expert but to me common logic would dictate if 
if the system is going to put such high-level people into these positions, and certainly the universities that you've named are prestigious in the United States. So they have these very prestigious positions and they come out of these schools and they're involved in this organization. They get the victims. To me, the common logic is it's to find out where their original programming was broken and to reinstate it. And, you know, that is fully what I believe is happening. Um, You know, I'm seeing that happen because the victims who've gone through there, there's not too many that are claiming the full healing and are, you know, I mean, they all can function to a capacity in regular life. But, you know, I'm seeing that the work is not really lasting. It's not really helping, but, but there's more to it. And I can't get into all that, but there is deeper things, which is why I encourage people, you know, to really research, to get in there and see, you know, what has Lucien wrote about this, um, you know, and ask the questions, you know, just because this man claims to be a Satanist, he's also an atheist, you know, it doesn't mean that his research or his study on things is not good. Um, You know, we need to not be afraid to engage with, you know, diverse material. Um, And we need to not be afraid to really, you know, when we find something that makes us wrestle or question, we have to not be afraid to wrestle with that material. This is this is such a huge point, Jesse. And you know, when when I first started doing this this podcast, you know, people from the church started coming against me, and they just say, "Just keep your eyes on Jesus." And I tell them, "Look, that's great advice, except it's by not looking and not addressing these other things that the church has let this happen. Right now, the church is being told you can't go worship." And the church isn't even fighting back, except for a few exceptions, of course. And I support those guys. But it's because we have not engaged. We have not looked at what the real world is. And that's what this program is all about. Live right in the real world. But you have to know what the real world is. And you determine what is the right way to live in it. So as a community, Jesse, what can the Right On Radio community do to combat this, if we know someone who's an SRA survivor, or uh, you know, maybe that doesn't seem as common, but uh, to to everyone. But when you see someone in trouble, a lot of the time, it's a lot more common than people think. If there's a if there's a kid who's you know maybe experiencing some difficulties in life, it's it's not out of the question that this kid has been around this because it's that big in society. Right. Well, and I think too, you know, the the enemy wants to keep us individualistic where we're focused just on ourselves and our immediately those who are around us. And the question really needs to be, you know, how much do we really care about those in our community? There are people who obviously are experiencing trauma of some sort. It's not all going to be satanic ritualistic abuse trauma you know, the majority of it is not going to fall under that category. Um, but, you know, if if those people 
if the only place they can go for help are people who are not really helping them and there is no good source of help, I believe this is a community issue. We need to make sure that we have proper help for people in our community. We should care about that. You know, we can do things at a local, a state level, you know, where we are working with our government saying, hey, there is nobody to provide proper care for these people who have had trauma in my community. And that's where the battle is, locally. That's where you can make a difference. And and I'm just going to interject a little bit of my personal take on stuff like this and making a difference in the community. A lot of times I'll end a show with that, and I certainly will this time. But one of the things that we happen to do as people, because we tend to, if we see someone who's a little bit off or something, so first of all, you might just want to avoid them because you don't want to get involved. Or if you do get involved, you want to just tell them, well, just do this. Well, just do this. And my particular advice to anyone who's listening and anyone who will listen to my voice, just consider this method. Just go, when you see a need, go to the need, ask questions. Mm -hmm. Don't tell. Just keep asking questions. The person will let you know how to help. And it might take a lot of questions, but you can make a difference. And this is where, this is a big part of the Great Awakening as well, Jesse. It's, you know, it's unless we start to care and love for one another, uh, we're just going to be continued to be pressed down because divided we are conquered, together we are ultimately strong. Yep, I I fully agree with that. And, you know, that's part of, you know, who we are in the Lord, that we're all made to be a community. Um, You know, it never was a singular thing it's plural and um you know we need to be the ones for those who can't bring these issues forward when we see major issues like this going on we need to be the voices bringing it forward and and demanding hey you know we want proper trained clinicians in our area providing care for those who have been traumatized and this is an important issue to us it's a big issue. There's a lot of people with mental health issues and, you know, I could almost pin a whole younger generation <laughs> on it right now. <laughs> There's a lot of issues there. There's a title, about, you know, listen, the community needs a lot of help and it's time that we all get active in this. So this is a call to action. And, you know, here on Right On Radio, uh, we might not have been so public in this, but what we are really doing is we're creating an army and yes we want an army of light and you are invited to be part of this army and now that you know because you've listened to this program before you've been aware of all the things that are going on and Jesse's certainly shared and we've had other guests come on and share you do not want to go and meet your maker and say I knew and I did nothing and it really can start by simply see the need go to the need ask questions just start there and then get involved amen so that's it for this program 
But as Jesse says, it does take a community, but not to be confused with it takes a village as the Clintons did. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> Darn. Uh, you know, I mean, I hate to admit you're right on that. But <laughs> I guess you be right on something today, right? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Who's right? I got to get one for you done. Who's right? She's right. <laughs> Jesse, always a pleasure. Listen, you got to come in on Thursday. We did a big show uh, a week ago uh, with Tammy Reef about her son, Jonah. She's coming back on and she's going to dig even deeper into this. You won't believe how deep this goes. And, uh, and we're lining up another guest who's an investigative reporter who's going to be on the show soon, who's actually tied in a lot more stuff. So definitely come in on the next show. And don't forget, go back one episode to episode 32. We did a really important show that gives you tools to fight back. And, you know, right now, I, I can see by the amount of people who watched it, it's had great viewership but you really need to listen to it. Not enough people do. You need to like and share it because literally if you want to fight back, this is some tools you need. And remember to build this army with us. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.